Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Apparently, Gen Z has a draw to the big city. Gen Z in the city. We talk a lot about them. By the way, I've mentioned this and it's going to happen. We're going to have a couple of men, a boy and a girl. And we're going to chat with them. I'm looking forward to it because I just want to understand their mindsets. Yeah. And I know talking to two of them will not give me the mindset of all of them, but I want to understand their mindset because they are entering the workforce and, you know, coming of age. Right. So they're going to be in our lives. In in 10 years, they will be where millennials are right now. Right. So I just want They're going to be formidable and in the workforce and in their 30s. I want to understand them. And I there's a new um, article out that Gen Z is flocking to metropolitan cities. The funny thing is, during COVID specifically, Gen X and boomers got the heck out. And millennials too. They were like, they were like, we're out of here. Yeah. And they they gravitated more towards rural environments, or at least the burbs. Places that you uh would 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 require a, a commute, right? Yes. I mean it's it's strange when, when I bring this up, but like the town we live in is an hour from the Twin Cities. That is a popular destination for a lot of, I think, once like older millennials, Gen X and boomers don't mind that commute. Like if you go to New York State, a lot of people commute from an hour and a half, two hours out, mm-hmm. some, some of them three, one way, to go to work in the city because the country living is something most people there just dream of, right? And it's that same mindset here. And it's as uh, urban communities grow and people want the yard and 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 that more of a, a, a small town, although we don't live in a small town, small, small town anyways, there's over 50,000 people, but it's these like bedroom communities, mm-hmm. right? Now that's us. We old. <laughs> we old because Gen Z is all about this more, again, urban environment. And it ties into something you and I were talking about last week. It turns out that they're in no rush to get their driver's license. Yes, they're using rideshare apps like yeah. Uber and Lyft and whatever there's else. A bu- is out there's there. a bunch of new ones. Yeah, surfacing I was going to say, I'm sure there's a whole bunch out that there that I don't even know about. Geared literally at them. Because they don't, there are a bunch of them, especially in the urban communities. I understand that outstate, and if you live in a smaller town, like you're, most of them probably would want a driver's license and their parents would feel better about it. But the ones that live in the city, a lot of them are, are, are taking their time with their driver's license. And I was like, what? I was like, slept outside the DMV. Yeah. On my 16th birthday, so I could yeah. get my driver's license. I was so excited. But I lived 15 miles out of town. Right. So uh, it was like my ticket to freedom when I got my driver's license. Now, if I could have walked everywhere I needed to go, it might have been different. So I get the appeal of living somewhere walkable. Well, you you have talked about that. Remember when you told me that you 
what when you were younger you dreamed of being in an environment where you could just walk out your front door and your little your little brownstone and just head down to a little market or a coffee shop or a restaurant and then maybe up a couple blocks to your work and you wouldn't require a vehicle i do i still facet like fantasize about that sometimes because i i i like to walk and i think about like when we go to las vegas on vacation the fact that everything is walkable i love it is so awesome so i get the appeal of of living in a metro that's what you know you find your little neighborhood and you tick all the boxes like you know I can get to the market and I can get to work and I can get to the, you know, green space, a park or whatever. And all of a sudden you have this little orbit that's just your ecosystem. There's, there's neighborhoods, uh, in Minneapolis like that. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love them. Well, you and I, I, you and I too, like the Loring <laughs> yeah. park neighborhood. I just yeah. adore it. I know. And it has everything. It does. Yeah. So it's I, fantastic. I get it. But what, what, what I really wonder about is with these trends and statistics that are proven, I mean, they have the the numbers of Gen Z that are moving into metros and the millennials and boomers and Gen X that are moving out. How are smaller cities going to attract and retain young talent? If what they're looking for is urban walkable culture, you know, all of these things. We're, we're looking at the, the 10,000 foot view here though. I think smaller communities will require a smaller number, obviously true of people. And, uh, I think that public transportation and I think these ride share apps, and I'm not just talking about Lyft and Uber, they are, there's, there's apps that are popping up that are targeting people specifically that don't want to get a driver's license. Yeah. And then that's, that's what it's, that's what they're there for. Not because you've been drinking or your car is parked. Something it, it's no, it's just for people who have no intentions of getting a car and they just need to get around and they don't want a driver's license. Yeah. And if you think about the expense of owning a car sure, with a, a car payment, insurance, maintenance, gas, if you added all of that up monthly, and depending on how much you go or how often, right, you're you're probably saving money. Even if you are using rideshare apps, I guarantee you, you're probably saving money because I think for a new vehicle, the average payment now is around six hundred. Is it? And then you tack on insurance, and then you tack on maintenance and fuel, and you know all of the things that come with it. A vehicle is an expensive mm-hmm. possession, mm-hmm. is what it is, right? And I could see a lot of them, uh, obviously, especially if you live in an urban, like if you're in the city, you really, you really don't need one. Right. Depending on where you work. But then, yeah, it just like, it's so foreign to me. So then I think about like, well, what if they want to go to the airport? They get a cab. They take ride share. What about if they have kids? Like there's, there are, there's solutions to all of these questions. It just feels so like. What? Well, I think it, uh, at right now, there's not a lot of Gen Z with kids. Ma- no. Maybe that will change. The oldest Gen Z, I think, are 24 right now. 24 or 5, yeah. So, I mean, they're not getting there. They're, 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 well, there are some, but I mean, they're not to that. No. No. You know, and, and in today's world, I would say most people, once they cross 30. Yeah, I think the average first-time parent is now in in their thirties. Probably. Yeah. I would, I would say that. 
it's just so interesting because their their worldview is so different. Why do you think that? Why do you think they're doing this? What do you think the appeal is? Of the no driver's license or the city? The no driver's license is just one of the, I think, the things of the yeah. results of living in that type of an environment. But why do they want to live in the city? I think convenience is a huge factor and just access to everything they want. Like I have a family member who grew up on the farm and went to college in a, not a major metro, but a certainly much bigger city. Right. And... She loved it. She fell in love with the city because she was like, I can walk and get food. I can walk to a coffee shop. I can walk to my friend's apartment. And it was just, it was also new to her because she had lived literally on the farm her whole entire life. Yeah. And so I think the appeal is access and convenience and just the culture of it, of living in a city. Right. I think, uh, I, I I kind of understand them, I do. I, I I and again, I grew up in the most rural environment. I grew up in the wilderness, not in literally not a, like in a national park. Li- literally, <laughs> right on the edge of Voyagers National Park, twenty miles south of the Canadian border. The I mean, I grew up on the lakes. I mean, I lived on Pelican for a long time. So I love lakes, and I love the big lakes up north, not the ones in Southern Minnesota that are much smaller and shallow and they're all green all the time. But I, I like living in the city because of the convenience I didn't have growing up. And I remember what that felt like. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, even today, I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, what if we were to move, Mm -hmm. would I change my mind? Would I look, because we've been here now seven years, yep. right? Going on eight. Wow. Uh, and being dead center in the middle of town, we found a, a pretty nice spot, ravine lot, right? Yeah. It's like kind of, we have deer and everything. We're right in the middle of town, right? And I'm like, there's no way I'd give this type of living up now. I, If I were to have to, if I had to relocate to another town or city, I would be, I like the convenience of being less than a mile from a 24 hour grocer. Mm-hmm. I love that. I I like being able to go downtown to an event in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's the stuff that I like. And I think about like the city that we live in is growing really quickly. And the fact that we're eight tenths of a mile from the downtown. Literally. It's like, that's, that's pretty close to downtown. Yeah. I think about the houses in Minneapolis that are that close to downtown and like, as it grew, they became more and more and more valuable. Yeah, we could, uh, we literally, when Clara was born six years ago, in February, we walked. Downtown, yeah. Her downtown into the entertainment district, and it took us 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's right? it's pretty good. Yeah. and So it's like, that's that to me is the appeal, and I'm wondering if that's the appeal that, draws them as well that's what i think and i i always like every year in the spring i'm like i'm gonna walk downtown more i'm gonna walk downtown and get coffee on saturday mornings um and i and i don't i never do so maybe this year we'll see well i mean (laughs) 
we're so close, literally. I know, but, so you can, but the thing about it is you can just jump in your car if you want to. I know, but it's the walking that's right. the appealing part of it. But to me, it's not so much the walking, walking it's the convenience of being that close to anything. If, if I want to go to Menards, if I want to go to anything, you know, anything. Yeah. If, if it's a hardware store, if it's a bakery, if it's a grocery store, if I just want to run to a gas station, if I want to run to a pharmacy, whatever. I'm I'm literally where we are. We are less than five minutes from anything. Everything. Literally. I mean, yeah. anything. The Carnegie Yard Center. We were down there. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of Fridays ago for an event. That's probably like six tenths of a yeah, mile. Yeah, literally. I mean, it's I mean, insane. it's so close. It's just nuts. And I love it. So I, I get the appeal of the, the metro and having everything and being in it. Right. You know? Like, I, I do get that. Could you live in, like, South Minneapolis or that uptown or Loring Park area? Do you think you could, without a car, could you go live there? I think so. I do too. I think and there's I, yeah. this, I have this weird um, polarity happening right now where when I, when I think about the future and like, what do I really want? I can see like this chic apartment where I walk and there's, you know, this little neighborhood and this park and all this stuff. Like I can see that, but then I can also see this like more rural goat farm, gardeny goat farm. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? And like, how do I merge these two let, let me, visions or is the, is, do I get both? Let me ask you this. What, what if for your primary residence, right? Yeah. Primary residence. If somebody were to put two in front of you, let's say a really nice I mean, a really nice three-bedroom apartment in the city. Mm-hmm. Floor right? to ceiling windows. Yes, just gorgeous, right? Rooftop balcony. I'm talking. Yeah, it had it all. Yep. If they had that in front of you, and I'm talking all of your restaurants and entertainment yep. and just everything right around you, you can just walk right out your front door, right by the doorman, and it's all there. Yeah. Right. If you had that, if somebody was just going to give it to you, mm-hmm. equal value, or you were in, uh, let's say, Southwest United States, base of the mountains. You had a 4,000 square foot house, big pool, maybe a tennis court, plenty of privacy. And you're out there in that open air and, and, and quiet. But you're, you're 20 minutes, you're 20, 30 minutes from in town. But you've got, you've got it all and you can do whatever you want. And it's a big, beautiful estate. And let's say they were equal value. Let's say both valued at, at let's say two million dollars. Okay. Okay. What would you take? Do you have an idea of what I'm going to say? No, because I, I, I I would have to sit and think about that. I would go with the mountains. Is there a reason? It just feels more connected, peaceful, and like aligned and. I could get my city fix in a fancy hotel when I wanted to. You know, you know but what? The, I, the mountain thing, just like when you were describing it, like that felt like home. You know what I? You know what I was thinking when I was describing that? I was thinking uh, one of those big, beautiful homes, not in the tight residential areas, but one of the bigger ones with the bigger lots up a higher elevation yeah. up in Summerlin in Vegas yeah. because you you look down at the strip and it's probably 25 minutes down there right? Yep. because you can see forever out there 
it's probably about a 25 minute drive into the into the city and hit the strip but you're up there in Summerlin and Summerlin's beautiful. Mm, I mean, if, yeah. if I was going to move down in that it's area, that's that's where we'd be, right? Yep. But that would probably, yeah, that that would be, uh, that's in my mind what I have envisioned. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, when, you, when you were describing it, I was like, oh, I guess I do know which one I really want because that was the one that like my heart felt. Sure warm you know you know what i think would be cool and we actually know people who have done this and i think this would be the way to go is have that place and then have a i think a nice you know little two-bedroom condo or apartment in the city yes and that's like your cabin right like where we live a lot of people have cabins that are on the lake or whatever and they go on the weekends to the cabin so instead of a cabin i would have my floor-to-ceiling windows in the city right and then i could have both yeah, I agree. I'm that, glad we settled that. That would be the way to go. <laughs> Think big, go big or go home, right? So, but I'm one, I, back to the original point of this conversation, Gen Z, these younger people are being drawn to more urban environments. Do you want to know the most popular cities? Yeah, I would that love they're, to hear them. Yeah. That they're being drawn to, I'll give you the top five. Number five is Austin, Texas, which I've heard is like blowing up. It's yeah, like that's, the it. Place. Super popular travel destination for yes. people even in our neck of the woods. Um, Atlanta, Georgia. I've been to Atlanta. So have I. I don't like the airport. Uh, the airport it was a nightmare. Is garbage. Um, Boston, Massachusetts. That that surprises me, but I haven't been there in forty years. Yeah, I haven't so. been there in a long time either. Columbia, South Carolina. Really, that's a beautiful area down there. Which I, is not a large. Is that a large city? Well, not maybe? not they don't no not not like what you were thinking. Yeah. Um, Washington, D.C. is number one. Gen Z is moving to Washington, D.C. That does not shock me. So I've never been there. I've never been to Washington, D.C. Um, I have a family member who did like a training there and was there monthly for a couple of years and fell in love with it. I've never been there. I have no, so I have no opinion. Uh, honorable mention, by the way, number six is Nashville which doesn't I, surprise that me. That's is, super well, hot be, and trendy and hip. It's and, becoming the entertainment capital of yeah. the United States. Yeah. Madison, Wisconsin is in the top 10. I could, we, I love Madison. Which is a cutie cute city. I love that. I mean, I, I yeah. think, what is Madison's population? About a hundred thousand. I don't it's, know. They they don't have populations on the list that I'm reading. No, it's so. gotta be more than that. It has to be more. That's the capital of Wisconsin. But I, I can tell you that that is a fantastic It's real town. cute. Uh, they also, in this same article in the USA Today, um, have a map of the United States and say, where are people moving and where are people leaving? Um, Florida is the most moved to. Yeah, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that. Um, and then California and New York are the most moved from. Well, Minnesota's got a fairly high yeah. Minnesota's Minnesota and Illinois exit rate <laughs> are in the top five. Yeah. So, just interesting to see kind of where people are going, where people are leaving. Um, you know, California's cost of living is and Rid ridiculous. Just absolutely manic weather. Yeah, it is that they have been having lately. I think is sending people out and just yeah. There's a lot of things happening in California. Because I remember in the mid-90s leaving, and uh, a lot of guys that I was out there with were like, I'm not leaving, I'm staying here. 
You know, I was like, and I could get that. Mm-hmm. And they did. They, they wound up making their lives there. And I was, that San Diego has great appeal. I loved San Diego yeah. when we visited. I was a, I was young. I was a teenager. And then we visited Palm Springs when I was a little bit older. I love I was Palm like, Springs as well. Yes, yeah. this is the place for me. And that's when I fell in love with the desert. The desert oasis. Yep. Yes. When that we is... visited Palm Springs and they had desert and mountains. And do I was you, like, heck yes. Do you, do you find, I, that's one thing I noticed about you. You gravitate towards cities like that because Palm Springs and Las Vegas, Granted, Vegas is much busier and bigger, yeah. but it's the same concept. Yep. It's you drive it out in the middle of nowhere and bam, all of a sudden I don't it's get this it. lush city. I can't explain it ever since I was a kid. Like I've, I just, I, there's something about that desert mountain like landscape that my soul just feels like this is where I'm meant to be. Well, we have a good friend who I, who I went to broadcast school with and worked with for years in broadcast that wound up relocating and lives in Las Vegas and she loves it. Yeah. And uh, I could see uh, th- I, that would be a place I could, because people that haven't been there in a while or they've only been to the strip don't really know what it's all about. And I really like, so to me, the appeal of living like in a city such as Summerlin, which is a suburb of Las Vegas. Yeah, it's beautiful. Is you get these gorgeous mountains and this awesome climate. And I know that there's a little situation with the water and a lot. big, big situation. So, but like besides that, <laughs> yeah. just looking at glass half full, um, no pun intended. Then if you want entertainment or gourmet food, yeah, like I you know. have endless opportunity. 30 minutes away. Best in the world. Right. <laughs> Literally. I mean, you if you've been to shows there, it's hard to go to any any others anywhere. So anyway, to me, it's like there's just something about that that those desert mountains that get me. So that's what the appeal is for you. I would we're gonna have to pick the brains of these Gen Z characters because I, I, I yeah, want, I gotta know. I want I, I have an idea. I, I think it is. I think they're growing up in a different world. And it, the things that meant so much to past generations don't mean as much to mm-hmm. them. They're the, I think they're really the first breakout because you remember a world without the internet. I do, yes. Right? Although you were young, but you do remember that. And they're the first generation that doesn't know another way. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. Yep. This is the world. So that, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. And we're and we are progressing so fast with technology. I could see if if you could if you could transit without owning a car, mm-hmm. I could see the appeal of that. Sure. Maybe we'll have a driver. Who knows? I don't know how that's <laughs> gonna work. But but I mean I could as a young individual, I, I could see that. We have a on our street, there was a girl at when we moved in here, that was 19 that didn't have a driver's license. Yeah, she just walked. Yeah. I think she had a bike. And I've run into a few of them, actually, uh-huh. e- even in our town. And I ask them, I'm like, why the heck didn't you get there? They're like, I don't want to drive. It's, it's just- See, you and I think like, well, you can't exist. I know. And they do. They, but you, they you definitely exist. can. It's just, you just have to have a different mindset. You got to live. Yeah. And you have to live within walking distance of everything that you do. Yeah. And that's what they do. So, yeah, it'll be so interesting when we get the Gen Z folks in here to chat about kind of what their dreams are. And, you know, is it a white picket fence? Probably not. 
I think there's, I think there's a lot of them, and I have just having the conversations that I have. For some, and it's not for some reason. I shouldn't say that, but for a lot, a lot of them view the home, the big yard, and all that as out of reach, mm-hmm. which is sad. Yes, right. Because they are working harder and making less. Yeah. When you start doing the, the math, right? I mean, they, they have a point. Mm-hmm. And they're oh, straddled yeah. with student debt. They've got a lot going on. And that's a busy world. And, you know, I think it's just different than the world that I grew up with in the 80s. Yeah, and me too in the 90s. Yeah. So it's just it's just completely different. So it's, it's an interesting conversation. And uh, we'll see if that continues. But... I, I could see the younger generation, and I, I think there's an economic side to that as well, right? Mm-hmm. There is. There's not even a question. Maybe maybe they would like to be out a little farther, but they again they view it as that's just too much money. Yep. Which would be sad if that's if that's where we're headed, right? But it's it's interesting. So city life. Geez, Gen Z is all about it. They're, what, that's the, the headline that I saw. Gen Z in the city. Like yeah. Sex in the city. Right. Gen Z, <laughs> Gen Z in the city. I, I probably would have to explain that to somebody that was Gen Z. They'd be like, what are you talking is about? Is Sex in the City 25? How, how many years old? How? Oh, God. It's, it was from the 90s. Yeah, so it's at least 20. It's probably. Yeah, like it, I think it came out in the early to mid 90s. So it's close to 30. Because I didn't watch 30. it until it was reruns. Like I didn't. Right. We didn't have HBO when yeah. I grew up. One of the so first I, gifts I bought you was the entire DVD collection. And it is lit, man. <laughs> it's actually terrible. Like if you go back and watch it now, it's like, oh, this is. But, but the storyline was good. But you, I could, you just, yeah. you, 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 the characters and the glamour, and it was so, un, now I can look at it and see how unrealistic it was. Right. Like those women with those jobs could not afford those lifestyles. Well, they didn't, they basically and, did nothing. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. I know. So anyway, I still And they're living it. in, they're living in brownstones that would cost millions of dollars. Oh yeah. And yeah. like Carrie was a freelance writer, but. I still love it. I don't right. care. The fashion no. was epic. Yeah, I mean, I think the success speaks for itself. They're bringing Aiden back for the next season of the reboot. I'm surprised that that got... Uh, it was terrible. Yeah. It, it was absolutely terrible. And, and most, I'll definitely watch the next season. <laughs> most of most of the fans of the original were not happy with the uh, with the reboot. What, yeah, it what's was... What's it called? All it, all and just set, like that. And just like that. Because that's how she always... She wrote that sentence yeah. in her column yeah, and just like that anyway. And there you go. And just like that. And just like that, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> and we'll be back with another episode tomorrow morning.